The state spent more than €3 billion euro on medical negligence claims since 2010. That includes damages, agency and legal costs. New figures released to Independent TD Carol Nolan show the annual cost of medical negligence has increased from €74 million in 2010 to more than €350 million last year. In the first six weeks of this year, the cost to the taxpayer of settlements has been €37.5 million. Let's talk to Professor Gabrielle Colloran, who's Vice President of the Irish Hospital Consultants Association and a consultant in paediatric radiology. A very good afternoon to Professor Colin. Thank you for taking our, our call this afternoon. What, what do you make of these numbers? So I think, Brian, these numbers aren't a surprise to any of us that are working in the area. We have been observing the trend over the past 10 years. And obviously, when we see a 400% increase in costs, there clearly is an issue. It's quite a complex issue. We do know that medical legal claims will all be always be a feature in healthcare, but we have a situation where the cost of the average claim in Ireland is nearly twice. It's 191% the cost of a claim in the UK. And so there's a huge opportunity cost to these very high claims. We'd all much rather be spending that additional three billion in healthcare, on treating patients, in education, in housing, on building houses. So there's a a huge cost to society at large because of this. And there's also a huge cost to individual patients. In terms, Brian, of solutions and looking to how can we improve this for patients and for the taxpayer, uh, there's a few things that can help. If we we look at the research, we know that overcrowding in EDs leads to significant patient harm. There was a French study that showed if older people are in ED longer uh, overnight waiting a bed, you get excess deaths, you have an extra person dead at 30 days. But probably, Brian, if you were to ask me what's the the biggest thing that would impact it, we need legal reform of our tort tort process and specifically we need pre-action protocols. Just in relation to the context of all this, are we an outlier in terms of the proportion um, of of cases that that end up uh, uh, in in negligence? I I think I've heard a figure of, is it around 10% maybe uh, globally? Are, are, Are we very different from that or are we pretty typical? So we are an outlier. So ourselves and the US, unfortunately, top that league t- league table. And, and as I was saying, Brian, you know, it is quite complex. There's, a, there's the resource aspect in terms of overcrowding, our bed occupancy being over 100%. There's consultant vacancies and delays in treatments and our long waiting lists. But really, Brian, the, the, if I could like flick a switch in the morning, what would improve things for patients? Pre-action protocols that would incentivize mediation, have fair limits on damages. That would make such a difference. And I think if we could all work together to deliver that, you know, doctors are leaving the system because of the adversarial nature of claims. And the patients who have legitimate claims are waiting too long and having a really torturous process. So this isn't working for patients and it isn't working for doctors. And it's definitely not working for the taxpayer. What we don't have in these figures today is is a breakdown as between the the, the settlements and then the cost of achieving those settlements, the the legal and other costs associated uh, uh, with that. What information is there in relation to what it costs to settle cases? So the average legal cost for a claim in Ireland is 34,646 versus the average in the UK, which is £11,900. So we are an outlier in terms of the size of the awards. And it really does come back, Brian, to the need to reform the legal system so that people who have care needs as a result of adverse outcomes are looked after. But we don't have these huge outlying payments that have such an impact on 
what the taxpayer can do with that money. We'd all much rather see it being spent on delivering care in a timely fashion, but is that also, high quality, so that people are well. Is that also perhaps a reflection on the way cases are handled? Because lawyers who deal with these cases will very often tell you it's only on the steps of the court that, uh, that the hospital or the HSE comes forward with a settlement. Well, I, I think to be fair to the HSC, when we're in a setting where the bed occupancy is so high and when we're in a setting where we have unfilled posts, unfortunately, all of those things add together that it makes it very difficult to optimise care for every patient in every setting. And where there's delays and overcrowding and delays getting to the ward and delays getting mm. beds and delays getting treatment intervention, when you have adverse outcomes that are related to delays, that will impact legal settlements. So a well-resourced system, highly qualified professionals, appropriate beds and a medical legal system that has these pre-action protocols. Like when they did this in Australia Brian, their claims fell by 50% and the average cost by 20%. What could we do with that money for treating patients or in housing or in education anywhere else that could be looking after our people? Professor Gabrielle Colloran from the Hospital Consultants Association, thanks very much for that.